Yes, sir. We are back for another edition of the Hardwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. You know me, no voice, no guys. Me, really, really feeling around surround from here at your service. And the broom's still out. The broom is still out. We swept the board yet again. Another 3 0 day. We didn't get our fun props, but we got the 3 0 day. Recap of yesterday's slate. We had Okongwu over five and a half rebounds. He finished with nine. We almost got the double-double at 12 to one. Oh, we almost got double-double at 12 to one. It was, I believe he finished with eight and nine. And so it was literally like one more offensive rebound and a put-back donk. And we're good. He he finishes with 10 and 10 and we're straight. But you know, it is what it is. We got the meat of the prop. Was, that's what we wanted. So got a Kongu over five and a half rebounds. Cavs minus five and a half was never in doubt. Uh, never in doubt. They could completely dominate that entire game from start to finish. And for the late game, we got the over in the Clippers and the Suns game. It was a very desperation game by the Suns. Clippers still kept up the same intensity that they had, but very desperation attempt by the Suns. And the fact that you know, the Clippers had no answer for Kevin Durant to the point where they had to double team and come off Devin Booker for the double team multiple times. So Devin Booker like was finding himself wide open with free lanes to the basket. They were playing a drop coverage over this over the uh, pick and roll, and he was just pulling up for three every single time. I I, I mean. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, I really don't know how you defend Devin Booker when he's in that kind of mode on the pick and roll. And Zubac, Zubac might find himself off the court in the series. Because if they keep, t- like, you see Devin Booker and he's bringing the ball up the court more. You know, Chris Paul's playing a lot more off ball with that lineup. And when they get to the pick and roll, it's like if you play up, he's going to blow right past you. If you play back, he's going to shoot the three over you. It. I, I don't know what you're supposed to, how you're supposed to guard this lineup. Ultimately, that's why I said I thought that the Suns was going to win in four. And then, you know, they, they got the win. And I said, you know, four or five games. I still think that this is, and they did get the cover. And I really didn't feel like that game was ever in jeopardy of the Suns losing, maybe some point in that first half. But like, for the, I really felt comfortable in the Suns winning the game. So I never felt like they were in jeopardy of losing. So, however, the Suns have an issue. They are going to need to figure out how to get some production from that bench, especially on the road. They are really, really going to need to find out that bench rotation. Landry Shamit was a non-factor in this series. Terrence Ross hasn't played. They might need to get Terrence Ross some more minutes. TJ Warren had very, very little minutes. Like These are two guys, TJ Warren and Terrence Ross, that we know, while they may not be good on the defensive side of the ball, they can give you additional shot creators on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I don't know what Monty Williams is going to do. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not a coach. I'm not a guy that played in the league. But I do think that they need to figure out some type of bench rotation for the Suns if this is going to be as dominant of a series as I say it is. So, all right, very, very good day. Not going to 
jinx it any further than that. We're just going to move on to the next day. I have three plays for you today. And it might actually be four. We'll talk about it. But let's kick off with the first game of the slate. And that is the Memphis Grizzlies playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Grizzlies are a one-point home dog currently. 226 and a half is the total injury report here. And this means a lot. And, oh, I do not have my – there it is. All right, so John Morant is a game-time decision. You know, no Steven Adams, no Jake Luvia. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Dennis Schroeder are all probable. So, as far as the side, I'm there, but I'm not there yet. So, I'm not going to give the play out. But I feel very confident in Memphis getting this done with or without John Morant. And I like the play even better without John Morant because I know that I am going to get plus money. Uh, like this should, if John, when John Morant is announced officially out, if he's announced officially out, this should go to at least like two, three, four, and we should get a fairly good plus price on the Grizzlies. Well, ultimately, it's because I think that one, we're not going to get the game from Reeves, from Hachimara that we got last game. I think that there's going to be a better emphasis on defense by the Grizzlies, who have been one of the best defenses all year. Like, all year long, they've been a consistent top 10 defense. And so I think that we'll get a better defensive game from them. And this is more of really the get-back spot for Memphis. Memphis has gone down last year. They went down 0-1 at home to – uh Minnesota, they went down 0-1 at home to Golden State. And so this is the same thing. That's my actual only regret is the fact that I didn't choose to fade them in the first round, in the first game last time. And I'll probably, if we get there next round, I'll probably fade them. They're, they're just not good in game one. And so I want to get there on the side, but I want to wait until game time because I don't think this line moves much if John Morant is in. Maybe it flips to Memphis minus one, but I'm fairly confident that John Morant is out. I'm getting plus money on Memphis, so I'll wait for that, but I am on the side of Memphis for the game. For the total, it's at 226.5. I am all over the under. I mean, you talk about the trend of game two unders, but I get a chance to one- say that the Lakers are not as efficient. They don't get the additional scoring from Hachimar and Austin Reeves that they got last time around. I think that this Memphis team is too much, is too good defensively to allow that to happen again. I think that without John Morant, if John Morant does not play, then this pace automatically slows down to a snail's pace. They play a lot more out of the half court. They set up, do use their sets and they spread the ball around and find open shots that way, which will, one caused them to be a little bit more infam- cause excuse me caused them to be a little bit more inefficient because Memphis, if you watch them all season, they are a team that likes the run and gun. They do like to play in transition, and without John Morant, that kind of forces them to play out the half court. So they'll be a little bit more inefficient, but I think that they'll still be good because they have a lot, a lot of good players that can still spread balls, shoot the ball, and be able to come out with the win. So ultimately, I think scoring is down one way or another. 
depending on how this game plays out. So I've already locked in the under 226 and a half. I expect to see a better defensive effort by Memphis this game. I think that without John Morant, of course, there's a level of scoring that is missing there from Memphis. And I don't think that they are just going to go out here and drop 120 points on the Lakers without John Morant. So I've already locked that in. That is bet number one. Bet number two in this same game. Now, the uh, that was kind of that fourth bet, that Memphis money line bet. That's kind of that fourth bet that I was talking about. But I just, uh, I ain't really, I, I didn't really feel comfortable giving it out without seeing the numbers. So I'll wait, but I'm probably going to lock in Memphis money line before a game time, just seeing how I feel uh, if John Morant's ruled in or out. The second bet is a prop. And it's in this game. I'm going to Jared Vanderbilt's over five and a half. Now, this line has already been increasing because I got it on plus money when I was recording the NBA Gambling Podcast earlier. So, Vanderbilt had a four for four last game on the stat sheet. He had four points, four rebounds, and four fouls. He had the four, four, four. I think he plays a lot better than what he did that game in this game because one thing to think about is he was John Morant's primary defender. Like, he took on the John Morant assignment. As you know, Vanderbilt, very, very good defender, very, very good addition. You know, he's one of those hustle guys, one of those, you know, go out there and get it guys for the Lakers against this Memphis Grizzlies team. And he's played this Grizzlies team six times now this season five times in the regular season. And if we just go back and look at the numbers that he put up against them in the regular season with the Jazz and the Lakers, he's had seven, seven, eight, eight, eight on the boards. So all five times he's gotten over this number. Now, I th- I would like to think that the adjustment of him picking up John Morant was really one of the reasons that he wasn't in position for a lot of rebounds. But I think also it was the fact that Both teams were scoring the basketball a lot, so there's going to be more rebound opportunities because I think this is going to be an under game, and I'm going to take one of the better rebounders, especially with the reinvigorized – I think I'm saying that word. Reinvigorated – no, it's not invigorized. Invigorated. The reinvigorated Anthony Davis on the defensive end, I think that Jerry Vanderbilt will be in more position for rebounds. So I like his over five-and-a-half rebounds. It's now currently at 104. I see you could probably find some plus money somewhere around some shops, but it is moving. So that is play number two slash three. (laughs) And for my last play, I'm going to the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. Bucks are laying six and a half, 219 on total. Big thing here is that Tyler Hero broke his hand. He's done. And Giannis is doubtful to play in this game. So I'm taking two high-level scorers out both sides. I have a game two. I've already locked this in under 219 for this game. That is my last play of the day. I think that we have a very, very good opportunity here to get these teams in one, a Milwaukee Bucks team that has to has to make some type of adjustment because Miami shot 50, like basically 60% from the field, 60% from three in that last game. That's really, really hard to do. And I just, I, natural regression is going to come for them on the scoring side of the basketball. But I think that Milwaukee is also going to have a more emphasis on defense in this second go around and making sure that they're not letting 
Miami, do whatever. And one, neutralize the Jimmy Butler problem because Jimmy Butler got whatever he wanted that last game. And now, especially without Tyler Hero, when you look at the options around, I mean, yes, they have some pretty solid options. Like, you you know, you still got Struess and Vincent and Bam. And, you know, it looks like Duncan Robinson might be in the starting lineup. Like, you still got options to go. Victor Oladipo, you still got options to go with the basketball. But I've been fading this Miami Heat offense all year, and I'm not going to stop doing it in the playoffs. I think that Milwaukee's defense comes back up at home in a game that they know they have to have. You don't want to go down 0-2, dropping your two home games in round one as the one seed. So I think that this is a good opportunity for them to invigorate themselves on defense, play a lot harder. So I like the under 219 here for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Okay. I kind of want to give out a fun play. I wanted to do an SGP for the Heat Bucks game, but they don't have Bobby Porter's props listed. So (laughs) that was going to be the meat and bones of it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give out a ladder and I'm going back to my guy. I don't care. I really, really feel like he should dominate this team. And hopefully this is the game that he keeps his head out of his ass and plays really, really well and goes out and realizes that he's one of the best scoring big men in the league. Cat, please. This is the last time guys. I promise you I won't do it again, but cat, please, please, cat, please, 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 please go out here and just, you all that scoring stuff that Jokic can do, you can do. Like you can score the basketball. You are a gifted scorer. You when you when you have confidence in yourself, you are you are one of the unguardable players in the league. Just because of your size and length and what you can do with the basketball, how you can come off the dribble, how you can step back, shoot, everything. You can score from all levels of the court. I just pray that you're not soft and you you realize that you can do it too. Cat is one of those guys that I'm like, man, I want to see you do well, but man, you just mentally you're not there. But I'm gonna still put a money on his prop again because I think it was a little bit of a rash adjustment on his prop. I'm getting 21 and a half with Cat now at minus 108. I like 21 and a half at minus 108. I like him to get 25 at plus 180, and I like him to get 30 at plus 550. Like, come on now, that this is this is getting a little ridiculous at this point. So. Carl Anthony Town points ladder and just say that he wakes up and realizes that he's really good at basketball. Other than that, I have nothing else. Very quick show, very in and out. Just wanted to get y'all to picks and get out today. I got some other things to do. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at HW Culture Pod. Make sure you're leaving reviews. Please, 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 please leave reviews. Like, please, please, please leave reviews. Tell a friend, tell a friend of a friend. Go take your kid's iPad or whatever and follow and leave a review from their account. Do whatever. But please, please, please support me by leaving reviews, subscribing, listening, all that stuff. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here.